Okay, we're not going to start with... What do we always start? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hi. Uh, and we're recording. <laughs> I think it's how we start. No. Are we recording now? We are, though, yeah, actually. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um, Maybe we start by saying... I don't know why we have a format for this show because we just always throw it out the window. Right, we never it. We, we have like twice. <laughs> Occasionally, we're like, I have our next guest booked, and it's very on format. It's it's okay. a very format. So I won't know what the guest is. No. Yeah. Be, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it just felt cruel <laughs> to bring you into this. Yeah. Well, like, it's good to know, Darcy. <laughs> what right. is it like? Yeah. Yeah. I am very grateful to know what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um. Like, do we want to do the, what did you learn first? <laughs> or did you learn anything? Uh, I just got back from a trip to London. So, so I learned, learned tons of stuff. stuff. I learned tons of stuff. Did you know that Winston Churchill was born two months premature in a coat closet? Uh, at his, his family is kind of titled and stuff. He's like one of the younger descendants. So he, he they didn't live in the big house, but they were... Um, out on a hunting party and his mom took a fall and then and it's a little on labor. yeah well then it's a little shady because then instead of resting they think she maybe like they were like having a ball after the hunting party and was dancing a lot too oh. <laughs> after the fall anyway um gave birth you know in a very very small room in the sort of family estate two months premature Which with no uh, at that point yeah no like none of the special doctors they were supposed to have just the country doctor that was close and no anesthesia and two months premature now is like a lot yeah Uh and so then but he was fine healthy fine oh and his mom was american did you know winston churchill's mom was well okay i think she this uh, is totally far-fetched and i don't believe it's true but we always thought Hmm. It was always rumored that we were related to Winston Churchill. Oh, like, that's sorry, exciting. Let me just yell into the... <laughs> Correct, Mom? We are. We are. Oh, we are. Yeah. Yes, I'm a direct descendant. <laughs> I did. Before we went... I think I told you this. Maybe I told this on the podcast. Uh, before we went, I tracked my lineage to uh, William Penn. So, like, the people who came over with William Penn. On right. The, anyway. But, yeah, so we got we got lots of good ties. Oh, well... Well, so on the American my side, or great uncle Winston, <laughs> yeah, was born. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> telling you something about your family. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously, I knew that. We talk about it at reunions yeah. all the time. The Churchills are actually the Spencer Churchills too, so um, Princess Diana ties into that family as well. Oh, so I'm related to uh, everybody. That's why I couldn't marry. <laughs> yeah, Harry. Yeah, marry. that is that why. was the one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, we're cousins. Actually, does that give me a better shot? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Actually, yes, like, maybe. Oh, you're related. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> probably is your best. Probably is your best shot, honestly. <laughs> Dang it. Maybe it's if you write him a letter, he would correct that. Yeah, oh, like, sorry, right. Sorry. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't want to break up. <laughs> no, yeah, that would be I'll cruel. just stay here. Just let, just let him have it. <laughs> I just this morning was reading about that New York um, state. I believe. I hate this. I always read things and then I think I remember it and I don't. <laughs> um, you, they passed a law that you can't send your children to school unless they're vaccinated. Oh, really? And so they had like a grace period of 14 days, uh-huh. which is running out now. Yeah. Because it's, school's been in session for three weeks or whatever. Oh, yeah. So these kids are now kicked out of school. Oh, wow. So... Hmm. And the ridiculous part, though. Well, they could is, go to weird school at home. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> you know. only homeschool. Yeah. It's all, uh-huh. like, charter schools, everything. You can't oh. go to parochial schools, period. You cannot oh, that's interesting. educational hmm. institutions. Huh. Um, 
And then, but the ridiculous part, because I, I think I would support that. I don't want my nieces and nephews. I don't want to be exposed no. to stuff. That's not something I feel like we should have a choice in. No, I was in California when measles broke out at Disneyland. It's like it's scary. <laughs> yeah. And it's ridiculous because yeah. it's 2019 and yeah. we should not have to fight these diseases that we have already figured out how to stop. No. But um, anyways, so the parents, though, you know, of course, are freaking out and they're comparing it to Anne Frank and the Holocaust. Oh, yeah, sure. That's a logical. So either the mayor or the governor or somebody, Jump. I can't remember, was like, <laughs> stop comparing it. This, this is, is not the same. incorrect. Okay. <laughs> Your children can go to school tomorrow. Get them vaccinated. You know, like, yeah. So I just yeah. I just watched um, there's a new Netflix documentary about Bill Gates. Um, and one of the episodes is about he's trying to eradicate polio. There's still places in the world where you get polio. Right, which is ridiculous. Yeah, and he they get so close, and then it's like um, sort of these terrorists, like Boko Haram, and like these terrorist organizations come in and make it really hard for them to finish eradicating polio. So polio cases are actually up again. Cause, and he's, he's so close, it's really infuriating. But there are like 33 cases, I think, in 2018. So it's, it, they're so close. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, polio, still a thing. Well, good luck, Bill. Yeah, I'm rooting for you. <laughs> Bill, Bill and Melinda, yes. they're equal partners. That is the true. documentary is very clear about that. <laughs> yes, I think they kind of always have been, that mm-hmm. way, which is great. Yeah, it's nice. Um, okay, so on to the topic. Yeah, super light. Um, so our guest today is my mother, and we're going to talk about not really the medical side of it, but just the uh, kind of like the emotional process of knowing that you're dying and, and and i mean we all are dying but um you know we all have this someday down the line you know like years and years in the future yeah versus for the last year and a half you know we've all kind of operated with this like how do we get through the next two months and is and always afraid for waiting for the other shoe to drop waiting for them to say this is it. This is the last few months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been continually amazed by the grace that she's had. Um, I'm going to handle this like a champ. I can tell. You're going to be great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's always been a very faith-filled woman. Um, especially, not that it matters Catholic or non-Catholic, but um, she didn't grow up Catholic. She she converted after she married or before she married my dad. Mm, really um, and she still is one of the best examples I've ever seen. And it just is crazy to me because I think that a lot of times there's some parts of the Catholic faith that if you're not used to it, I think you kind of step back and you think, you know, and you think, what? You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um it can be a lot but, to digest. And I think from our conversations, I think it was kind of a process, a lifelong, more so than I knew of accepting all of that. But regardless of any sort of what religion it is, just her faith and her relationship with Jesus has always been so personal and evident and strong that there's. it's probably the biggest reason that I've never questioned it in my life. Mm-hmm. Um Because it's just always been there. I relate to that very strongly, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, um, on my end, I feel like I go back and forth constantly. I'm always like, 
some days I'll feel really strong and I'll think, you know, like, this sucks, but we're going to be okay. And I've always had that sense. I um, We just talked about this a couple weeks ago when we were doing one of our kind of Bible study talks. Um, I've always known everything will be okay. You know, like, there's never been a time that something has shook me so much in my life that I've ever, like not known it's going to be okay. I've always known that. And I think that that's a real gift. I don't think that everyone has that. Hmm. Um, I'm not saying I don't freak out. I absolutely freak out. But I know that in the long run, it's going to work out. Everything's going to be fine. Um, And I think that comes from having the family that I have and from the, the faith life a little bit. But anyways, this has probably been one of the hardest times for that because I think sometimes I think like it's gonna suck and but I even if it's only for 36 years you know I've had this mother that was like this so some days I think like it's a blessing what a blessing I've had and then some days I think nope you know? <laughs> <laughs> screw this I'm no I'm being cheated kicking and screaming. right yeah yeah so um but I and I and I know she probably has moments like that, but I don't see it as much in her. Mm-hmm. I think that everyone else struggles more, yeah. um, which is crazy. I think because mm-hmm. it's a different. I don't know yeah. how you internalize that. Yeah. I don't know. So, anyways, um, yeah, very light, <laughs> light, super light topic. Why do you think you want to talk about it now? I don't know. Um, and maybe why here? In general, why why do you want to record it? Why do you want to, you know, uh, what I is that? Selfishly, I want to record it just because I think, you know, after this is all over, you know, I, like I was very close to my grandma, um, very, very close with my mom's parents. And I have so many things of hers that remind me of her. But I don't know what I would give to be able to listen to a conversation if they're to hear her voice, yeah. you know. Sure. So I think that's why I want want it recorded, you know, and um, and I know I could just record, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think stuff like that, like it, you know, kind of in perpetuity, like something like this is a much more accessible, you know, it'll always be there. Um, yeah. So, and then I don't know as far as like the timing, I really don't know. The other day I just was driving home and I thought, and I. It's weird to me because we've been doing this for, what, six months, almost four months? Five, I don't know. Some amount of months. <laughs> what is this, episode eight? So four so months? Four months. Um, but we've been talking about it for six probably or sure. something, yeah. you know. Uh, and it's never crossed my mind. Not even one. You know, like, mm. not at all. And I was just driving home one day and I thought, huh, like, maybe, maybe we should talk about dying. And, and uh and I immediately was like, oh, no, I can't ask my mom to do that. Like, that sounds too hard. It sounds too personal. And then it just kept kind of coming into my mind. And so finally, like that next morning, I said something, you know, to her, just like, you know, we can, we don't have to do this. Just tell me no. But I was wondering and she was just like, oh, sure. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I guess we're going to do it. And. 
So, but yeah, I never doubted from the minute that I decided to do it. I was like, I'm going to tell Darcy what this subject is because it feels too, yeah, I don't know. And so what, um, I guess from a medical standpoint, what are you guys looking at right now? I mean, what, what's the, um, sort of setup for where we're at? Um, well, I feel like this is just another example of how God has, shown that he's really working in our lives because I think it was like a few days before her last appointment that we talked about this. And at that point I thought everything is kind of looking up. She has had shingles, but she has been better. The shingles weren't as extreme as they could be. You know, a lot of times shingles can be pretty bad and painful and she didn't have that much pain. It was pretty short lived. I mean, all in all, to me, not having it, I felt like the shingles went much better than I would have expected. And then she just hasn't been as, um, maybe not quite as sick with this chemo. She still is tired. She still has pain. But the symptoms that I see, the the throwing up and the just having no energy has maybe been a little bit better. And so in my mind, I'm thinking like we have three months, we have this great plan, everything's, you know, then she'll go back into remission. And so then she goes to her appointment that week. And it was one of her cousins had wanted to take her. So it was the first appointment she was going to go to by herself. Um, because her cousin was going to go to lunch while we while she did that. And um, there is a number that they show in the blood work that um, Sometimes can be reliable, sometimes is not. And it's just like a marker for how active the cancer is. And I, I'm i trying to think of any other time in the last year and a half that he has referenced this number. And I don't think that there has ever been much emphasis put on it to my, you know, my recollection. Um, however, this time, the numbers had increased dramatically. So he said it could have been because of the shingles that sometimes when people are fighting off a sort of any sort of illness that it can mess up those numbers or it could be that the cancer is just that much more aggressive. And if it is the marker, then it's we're close to the end. Um, so. I don't, this has all been all, it's always such a roller coaster. Um, like when I, when the shingles came on, I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be terrible. And then it wasn't that bad. And then we get over the shingles and I think everything's kind of okay. And we're going to have kind of a calm moment. And then the floor comes out from under you, you know? And so then we fell in with this and then this was her best round to, from my viewpoint, Uh, You know, she was only sick a few days. She, I think the Monday or Tuesday after her chemo, she went to a game, which is unheard of Mm. in her other treatments, um, that she would even want to voluntarily leave the house on those days. So, like, if that's an indication, I feel like the the number is wrong, you know, Um, but we don't know anything. Is that the first time anyone's ever read the results and mentioned a timeline at all or even a potential timeline or no i'm he is he's never gonna really use a 
Yeah, he doesn't want to commit to that. Yeah. Um, Like, in our very first appointment with him, he said, you know, it could be three months or it could be 10 years. And all of us are like, it's not three months. And he's like, no, I don't think, you know. Mm -hmm. But he also definitely always kind of emphasizes at the beginning. He's like, but get your stuff in order figured out because it could be, you know, I don't think there's any way to know. Um, so there's been times and that's, I think kind of always the punch to the gut that you don't expect where, uh, you know, a handful of months will be mentioned in some way where basically I think he just is kind of trying to keep us grounded a little bit to, 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 you know, like, yes, great. The cancer responded to this chemo perfect, but she still has, terminal cancer that is spreading that we can't do anything to actually eradicate all we can do is kind of stop it maybe and then it's gonna still come back um so i don't know um we'll find out next week so she'll have a scan and we'll go to the doctor two days later and find out the results and that's just we kind of exist in this middle space, you know, just kind of waiting to find out what's the next step. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I outside of this kind of synopsis, which I think is good, I really want to focus more on just like the, because I think the medical stuff eats everything up, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, of course. It can be so easy to just make that the focus and then it's so... I don't, you know, like, there's so many details to it. Like, you know, I could sit here and I could be like, and then she did this drug and then this drug and I could tell you the drugs and what the side effects were. And, you know, yeah, it's crazy. The yeah. intricacies of all of that, that has been my life for the last year and a half, her life for the last year and a half. You know, it's um, unreal. But anyways, outside of the ugliness, there are some blessings um and i don't know maybe we can touch on all of that okay (laughs) well i suppose we might as well talk to nancy (laughs) i don't know no (laughs) (laughs) okay we will be right back with our guest today nancy cunningham all right okay so i have my mom here (laughs) <laughs> who uh any anyone that's listened to the podcast has heard about <laughs> repeatedly um hi mom hi katie <laughs> <laughs> um well i don't know so you just heard us do our little intro in the kitchen <laughs> everything about this is just different yeah, just, than our usual protocol we threw the format out the window <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but um so I guess, first of all, is there anything I know I said I didn't really want to focus on the medical side of it, hearing my synopsis of the medical, the situation we're in now, is there anything you want to add or correct? Probably just that there are so many unknowns. I mean, even our oncologist, you know, he can predict you have so many months to a year or whatever, then It'll be different the next time, you know. It's just like you said, Katie, a roller coaster up and down. We really, so many unknowns, but um, that's life too. Doesn't matter what you're dealing with. And I guess just real quick, I'd like to say too that we don't pretend to 
set ourselves up as my look what we're going through you know this is really oh no open. that is what i'm doing yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't you all feel yeah, yeah that's the vibe i get yeah. <laughs> i thought yeah. i was pretty clear no okay <laughs> yeah. and i've tried it's really opened my eyes to how many people go through pain or some kind of suffering and just don't want to minimize that you know and 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 learning how to not let that be the whole focus of your life, but how you go on from there. So, you know, he's talked months. He's talked probably not a year, but there again, next visit may be a little bit different. You know, just don't know. So, yeah, yeah, that's that is the thing is we could be totally different position this time next week. Right. We mm-hmm. never have any idea. It can either be the lowest of lows or we could come away from it dancing mm-hmm. through the hallways and yeah. we've seen both sides so yeah, yeah. it's fun so fun <laughs> so but well i guess let's start with um maybe just jump into the hardest part what do you think is the hardest what has been the hardest for you well, and thankfully, this is getting easier, but probably the limitations on my life. I've always been very, I want to be doing, going where the action is, you know, doing something every day, planning social events, driving wherever it takes to watch my grandkids. And even though Katie and Tom and Pete and Amy have been great about facilitating that kind of thing as much as possible, you know, my body just doesn't always facilitate and to watch my friends still do that it's hard to admit but there's been it's not been easy to think I remember what that was like I wish I could do that you know Um, and to not we've had to change some traditions you know we always did birthday suppers with the grandkids and we're four behind on that (laughs) and uh, shopping with them we do that online more now and being involved in my church and music, I've always done music and have had to give that up. And that's that was really hard. Um, but there again, time helps all of that, and and that's I, much easier. I'm just realizing we didn't. I didn't even tell Darcy <laughs> about the music. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> She'll have a surprise. So huh? I've been thinking about this, and there's been a lot of times that you know a song I'll kind of I'll you know you always apply it to your life um and uh growing up my mom was always my accompanist you know we would everything from church to fun things to school song contests sing you know what what was it called it wasn't called song contest yeah it was for song contest no at school what was it oh Talent shows? I don't know. No, like the that I would do. Anyways, doesn't Concert. matter. Well, that, no, like with that I would prepare for with Mrs. York too. Mm-hmm. Contest, district music. Contest. District music. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, whatever. Anyways, yeah. it's just always been a big part of our relationship. It's been music, and you know her behind the piano. And I've been so spoiled that anytime I've ever had anyone else play for me, it's like you're not doing it right. <laughs> you just follow me if I screw up, like, and I, you know, like um, so. Yeah, it's it's 
music is hard sometimes to, you know. Um, so anyways, we recorded a song. Oh, good. <laughs> Perfect. It's really fun to do it, you know. Yeah, so just one verse of it. And uh, if, if we can fit it in here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll make it work, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cut for time now. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? What a monster. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it is, it feels almost normal yeah, in those moments. Mm-hmm. And I think, why don't we do that more often? You know, yeah. even yesterday when it's kind of a depressing First time it was moment, the hardest, you know, course, yeah. And, and then we're both kind of dead inside, so we're, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amy would not have been able to do it. Yeah. She yeah. would have been, been yeah. in the corner crying. <laughs> Nick would have been crying. Say, what are we yeah. crying about? <laughs> do you guys? Is that your family dynamic? Are you the the two that um, maybe are emotionally more fortified? <laughs> are you the or more fortified? More, we, yeah. we really are. We uh, what a I'm nice way a to say that. Yeah. That's a, yeah. <laughs> You know. That's so much better than dead inside. Did you feel me searching is, for it? Yeah. <laughs> My usual go-to when people are like, you're not going to make it through this. I'm like, oh, but I'm dead inside. Mm-hmm. So yeah, We don't cry yeah. that much, which part of me thinks, oh, I don't want people to ever think I don't care because I'm not a crier. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not, you know, it just, I don't know. Well, you can't force it if it isn't Well, your, that's what my yeah. friends said. That's just your gene pool, you know. That's just yeah. the way we're made. And I'm thankful in many ways. That, I know. I think there's a lot of times I'm glad that I'm not. Right. Yeah. And then there's, I, I also am an angry crier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I do still cry, but it's in the weirdest, when you don't the want moments. to, you yeah. know. Um, but, yeah, we definitely are the, you probably, I used to be less emotional even than you, I think. Maybe now I've kind of caught up or we're about the same. <laughs> but we're nowhere near, <laughs> nowhere near... My sister could cry at the drop of a hat. And and, and my dad. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know if there's ever been a time anyone in our family has sang in any sort of function (laughs) that my dad is not crying somewhere. (laughs) I remember I went to Les Mis with uh, a bunch of our Cunningham cousins, and my uncle also went. And everyone is just just you know pools of tears down their faces yeah. and i'm sitting there like, you know yeah, nothing sad, but nothing <laughs> right exactly like oh it's moving but i'm not yeah. gonna cry and i look and even my uncle's on the, my <laughs> other side and he's sitting there just bawling to it and i'm like well i don't know <laughs> so um yeah just not that emotional yeah i'm a little I sometimes feel guilty about I, you see people feeling things so deeply and you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, that's <laughs> just not the same experience. Right. And then I'm like, is there something broken in me? Should I should I feel something more right. or am I just processing better slash differently? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I am a cry. I've become a crier in the last decade, really. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I it's a weird experience, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not all right out there all the time. Right. Not something we really control. No, no. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, back to the subject, I guess. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> now let's just move on. No. <laughs> let's talk about emotional responses. Mm-hmm. Um. When you think about 
you know, dying. Mm -hmm. I think what people always, the number one thing I think probably people think is, you know, like, do you look back and you think, I wish I would have done this? Do you have regrets? Do you have things that, you know, are there weird things? I know, I know, like, when she first got the diagnosis, the biggest thing that she was stressing out about was, we need to get that storeroom cleaned out. <laughs> and I'm like, are you it's kidding me? It is not done. But also, I'm like, I just found out that my healthy, like, just, like, vibrant, so independent mother is dying. And high she wants to clean out the storeroom. You know, yeah. I'm like, that is, I do not care about the storeroom. <laughs> So outside that I relate of- to so deeply. Like <laughs> something just becomes paramount. Yeah. And you fixate. I fixate. I'm a fixator. Yeah, I get yeah. that. Yeah, of course. So I mean, outside of the storeroom, let's move on from that. Yeah, I know you regret completely organized. You would be able to go to my file cabinet and know exactly where to find everything. Right. Outside yeah. of that, are there things? Well, you know, I think that is. You know, I heard you say, Katie, there are blessings, and I keep going to the fact cancer really really does provide you with time you know Mm. i know there are some people where it moves very quickly and they're not given that but um i've been given so much time to one of my highest priorities especially right first was i wanted some one-on-one with every member of the family you know tom and each of the kids and each of the grandkids and we've really been able to do that you know whether it was a half hour drive in the car or really had to make a pointed effort to have someone on one time we have been able to do that and I'm so thankful and I'm so thankful that um, Tom and I have been able to that he is he's at peace with this too you know you don't you know all of us what's the last thing we want to do is leave our family and uh for him to be able to to feel that too, you know, we don't want to leave each other. You have dreams of doing retired things forever till you're ninety, and <laughs> <laughs> but um, and seeing how he has grown in independence, um, it's given him time to do that too. You know, he does so much more without me, and I feel like he's going to be okay. He's got good family around him, and. Um, so that, that's really been a, a really gift, I feel, to have the time, um, in fact, there'll be times I'll sit back and I'll go through my list and say, okay, who haven't I seen for a while? Who do I really want to sit down this week and make sure we have good conversation? And so I've been able to do that. I also, um, had, at Nana Camp, we do devotions, and a year ago, which I thought was going to be the last Nana Camp, and we had another one this year. <laughs> but a year ago, I made them do a project with writing down or portraying somehow the five truths of my faith that I wanted them to know I felt were the truths of of our faith. And feels good to have been able to do that, and they have a visual representation that they made that summer. Um, it's also been... A blessing, you know, I don't want to leave any of them, and especially, you know, you think of the youngest grandkids and what I won't see. But truly, um, I look back at all the things I have been able to do with them and have seen, and 
they're getting old enough that I can see where their interests are, where their talents are, their personalities. That's probably one of the greatest joys is just to, even little James who's four, you know, you yeah. start seeing that personality and what kind of little guy and big guy he's going to be. And <laughs> so Four going on 15, the last time right. I saw James. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. What was his last statement? Actually, no, it wasn't actually. It was bigger oh, than that. He's, his new thing is, speaking of, <laughs> whatever it is that he's yeah. saying. <laughs> and a lot of times he uses it correctly. Sometimes I'm like, well, actually, we weren't talking about candy. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's his way of pivoting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, and there's been, that's one of the good things about Facebook. There's been old students. I was, I'm a retired teacher, and... Students from years ago, you know, they'll reach out. And there again, I think when you're faced with knowing that your time is limited, not only am I more open, but people are just so much more open to meaningful conversations mm -hmm. and, and what's really important and not... That has been a huge... We have a tote out there that I hadn't seen until I moved. I just got these baskets to put on that shelf just full of cards that people have sent. I mean, hundreds of cards. And they keep, there are some that keep sending. It, there yeah. again, it's just an eye At the beginning, that, it was like five a day. I mean, it was constant. <laughs> yeah. um, um, but still, yeah, it's pretty regular that. to get. Yeah, the importance. And yeah. I haven't done that. And I wish, you know, I still can and try to. That is something that I've learned through this is that those little things matter. You know, yeah. the little things yeah. you can do. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to take someone a full meal. You don't have to take them right. something that costs a lot of money. You don't have to, you know, right. you can send a card. You can just go see them for 20 minutes. It's something right. that just shows that you're thinking of them and that they matter, you know, that, yeah. that what they're doing matters. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and people, even for me, have done <laughs> really nice. Yeah. Things. I've had friends send me stuff out of the blue. I've had friends of my mom's send me stuff, you know. I have a massage gift certificate I still need to use that I just got for no reason. And I, um, well, not for no reason. Well, <laughs> quite a caregiver. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes you think I'm sassy. But that's good. <laughs> it's on the record. We keep, we keep each other in line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you were all sunshine and rainbows, it'd get really annoying. Oh. <laughs> that was, I think, kind of something I struggled with at the beginning. For me, I don't know, I, and I think we kind of had to talk about this, is, you know, my dad is constantly, you know, we're not going to dwell on anything. Everything's fine. There's no reason to be upset. That's and male tr aspect. Of and uh, I remember sitting and talking with you and saying, you know, like, sometimes we just have to be sad. We're just going to have to, because otherwise mm -hmm. we're not going to process, you know, and mm -hmm. it has been, there has been times when it just happens without us wanting to you know and then there's times that it's all full of joy somehow you know yeah yeah but. lots of meaningful conversations it's been katie moved in with us last december and which to be fair i lived here before that too <laughs> basically i was always was here helping me so much yes i just also had a house that i was spending money on <laughs> yeah. Yeah. she was here and not in her house and but anyway sorry well it it has been a real gift um there's been months this girl's had to <laughs> do things i'm 
sure she didn't think she'd ever have to with her mama but um and it's been again a gift for us to have that time together um there's been times with all the family uh, but when you have somebody who has a little more time like katie has had it's really been been good how lucky are you as a mom to have so many kids so close <laughs> have no all kidding. three of them right here yes exactly Yep. Mm. Yep. Very much so. Yep. Which I also think that doesn't happen by chance, too. You know? No. You stay close to your family if you want to. Kind of. You know, and I'm not saying that that's bad for the kids that move away. Because, you know, even Grady, my brother's daughter, was talking about her dream is to go to New York. And I (laughs) want that for her. I would love that for her. Um. Me personally, I think I used to have those dreams, and sometimes I think, you know, how much of my life would be different if I had done it. But then I think every time I even thought about it, it was so the pull was too strong, you know, with my brother and sister's kids and just what I would miss out on. I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And now there's no way. You know, like a month or two ago, I was a half hour away for three days, and it was like torture. <laughs> I, like, I texted my mom and was like, God knew what he was doing when he made it so that I'm here with you because I can't. It was painful for me to know she wasn't feeling good and I wasn't here. And what, two days later, I got home and I was here for like 10 minutes, and then I was going to work. And she texted me while I was on my way to work and said, You know, she didn't want to add stress or responsibility to my shoulders but she was glad I was here you know I mean this yeah. it's not a chance that we're in this situation yeah. so yeah. um didn't it didn't happen by chance I guess yeah so um I know that you are worried that a lot a big factor for you is pain you don't want to have pain yeah <laughs> um outside of that you know, I don't, I don't think that you're worried about the actual dying process. What, you know, like what, is there anything you feel anxiety about or fear? You know, you seem strong, but I don't, I just don't know how realistic that be that can be that you actually don't feel that, you know, what do you think? Well, I am very thankful that from the beginning, um, I've had a real deep peace and not a fear of dying. And I know that comes from the belief that eternal life is there and that it will mean joining Jesus in heaven and there's so much good literature out there. I'm reading one now about how it's just another way of looking at heaven, you know, how we say it's not just going to be floating on clouds. We know that, (laughs) but there's a part of you that isn't that what it's going to be, you know? And this book points out, he says it's like our, our commission does not end. And that, will people still be writing music? Yes. I never thought about Mm, that, you know. So maybe my accompanying and playing the piano will be something I'll enjoy again. You know, it's just, um, so I really don't fear it. We just lost a dear brother-in-law to cancer. And uh, it's he had a, a pretty peaceful passing, and that's very encouraging, and his wife wanted me to know that you know because you do 
In fact, I felt real guilty at our first meeting with our oncologist. He said, what do you fear the most? And I said, pain. <laughs> and I felt so selfish afterward. It should have been this wonderful statement, leaving my family. And you know, <laughs> How dare you be selfish at your appointment yeah. with your <laughs> yeah. oncologist? Right. It's all about you. Exactly. I, think that was, I think pain was the important thing yeah. to tell your doctor. <laughs> so he knows that. Yeah. He's very cooperative with <laughs> making sure I can handle that pain as best as we can so so i guess that probably is the only thing you just don't know and there again i'm so thankful because you read of accounts and hear about people who really go through terrible process of dying whether it's cancer or something else and um i don't have any reason to think it will be that way for me and so so that's probably the only thing, the unknowns, you know, you just don't know. I guess I know, I feel real sure what's going to be the next step. <laughs> but to get there, that transition, you know, that's what we just don't know what it's like. Um, well, let's talk about that for a second. Um, from that Catholic perspective, what do you think that timeline looks like? What do you think happens, you know? Um, mm -hmm. That's you pass, and then and then what? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, well, of course, I've explored purgatory a little bit more. That's, of course, one of the subjects that between our Protestant faith and as I grew up as a Protestant and the Catholic faith and what that really all means. And I have some different views on that now. I, I think, and one author put it well, that it's like we picture like this holding place like like you're almost in a cell <laughs> you can't get out of it so you're so good yeah. you know <laughs> and I don't look at it that way at all anymore um I think my priest has been very kind in saying the suffering we do here makes a difference too <laughs> that maybe um I do I do believe that there's a purifying process and whether that happens on earth or whether it really will be a state of time or place, like we try to think of what purgatory might mean, I'm not sure. But And I've also um, heard a speaker talk about our deceased in heaven being able to see us and see what's going on, and that's comforting, you know, mm -hmm. I like to think. But I think those are some of those things we really don't know. We really have no idea. When my dad passed away, I was it was like the next morning. I can remember just yearning for some assurance that, Dad, you're up there. You know, you're with Mom. Everything is good. And the speaker on that radio at that time said, there's so much we don't know about heaven, but that the scripture does say, this day I will see you, and I wish I could quote where it comes from, but Leviticus. This day. <laughs> yeah, I'm always Leviticus. Darcy and I the other day said we're just going to, it's always Leviticus, but we know it's not. Yeah. <laughs> this one I'm pretty sure it's not no, there. Okay. Okay. Dang it. So but, close. Um, so that was reassuring. I felt like that was Jesus saying, you know, you can be assured your dad is, if he's not there now, you will be. And so. Have you had moments? When Grandma Poppy died, I, I'm trying to remember. This is something I should probably know. Um, 
like surely I've told you, I don't know if you remember when I left grandma's house the last time after we all, you know what, we all were there and then I spent the night and I watched Go Gone with the Wind. And the next morning, you know, I kind of just had to drag myself out and sitting in my car and trying to keep it together and wanting to leave, but also just knowing like this was it for me in that house. And um, I finally start my car. And you are so beautiful, please. <laughs> and it's just starting and on the radio. And uh, somehow, you know, I think in most situations, something like that, I would sit there and I would listen, I would cry, and I'd be, you know, but I started driving and it took exactly, it's a short song. <laughs> so I pull in the driveway here as it ends. And I just felt like it was one more thing from grandma. And uh, I guess I didn't mention this at the beginning. That's the last thing I remember Grandma saying to me. You were so beautiful. In the hospital, yeah. Because um, at the end, you know, she wasn't speaking. Right. And so the last coherent sentence I remember her saying to me was that. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that was like, you know, I was 19 Huge. and I had this. So I was like, yeah. you know, I felt like it was Grandma. Oh, right. Um. So have you ever had anything like that? Did you have anything with Grandma or Poppy or, I don't know, others that have been close to you? Well, I was there when my grandma died. That was the first experience I had had that I was most close to. And we were all around her and holding her hand. And just the peace, the reassurance, and then being with both my parents when they passed away um, was just just a real blessing, you know, to be there in that transition. And I think that helps when you see that theirs was so peaceful. Now, there are times my dad would say, come on, darling, you got to help me. You got to help get me there, mm-hmm. you know, so, which is interesting. You yeah. know, what was he experiencing? So my grandma had died yeah. before him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then I can't really say that I have had any aha yeah. Moments, but I've also wanted to explore a little more, and this is a little more Catholic viewpoint of communicating with them. Um, that, you know, we believe if you're in heaven, you are a saint, and that we can ask the saints to pray for us so that I can be conversing with them. And I really. That is still um, not easy for me because of my Protestant background, but I'm still trying to explore that a little bit. To yeah, because that is going to be a a grand part of the transition, you know, to know that they are there and I will be able to be with them. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for setting the example of dying. <laughs> you know, I um. Uh, my grandfather died about three years ago and just um, to experience that for, for someone to set the tone for mm-hmm. a family and this patriarch that we had all known our whole lives and grown up very close to um, it can be really powerful and really impactful to those younger generations and you know I mean to show them how it's done a little bit is, is kind of mm-hmm. something that's always stuck with me mm-hmm. from having that experience you know um, good to hear yeah, it real it really is powerful to mm-hmm. see, and I I had never experienced it that mm-hmm. closely. I don't think before, so you know, yeah. it's something. I mean, <laughs> you're a right. teacher, and you're always yeah. teaching, and <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think even in that, there's opportunity there. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. 
And I don't think of it as a sad thing when right. he went. Um, it's it's really is sort of a benchmark. And, oh, we, I really want to get to that place of comfort with the idea and peace with the idea. And, you know, right. I mean... And when you have a small child... Oh, yeah, you can't be... Yeah, yeah everything. I it feels like the worst just, thing in the world. Exactly. I thought, yeah. how would they ever horrifying. get along without their mama? You know? Oh, yeah, horrifying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and like when we travel, we just got back from that trip, you know, you think, I was so selfish to have gone. <laughs> you know, I mean, what... Uh, this all feels so stupid to me. What was I doing? You know, that's just the guilt back and forth. But, sure. But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, isn't being a mother enough for you? Yeah, like, no. You you, yeah, if I, was a, if I was a better mother, I would have been happy staying home and not <laughs> yeah. risked yeah. the certain death on this airplane. You yeah. know? I'm also, and, or, I also have flight. What about the idea that you both flew together? If that plane yeah, goes Ross down... Yeah, together, yeah. Bam, yeah. Georgie. We signed our will the day before we left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Truly, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I mean... There are those people that, like, they would never no. travel together. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah. One of them has to be. <laughs> it's a di- you know, there's there's a lot of ways to go. Yeah. There's people who, you know, think it's truly horrible to travel without your kids. Well, but I will say this. I don't know of any better mother than mine. And I know everyone thinks yeah. that, but oh. I'm <laughs> yeah. accurate. Wow. I, I have people that agree and moms, with me And moms sometimes. always go, no, 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 no. <laughs> I do have some people that are like, well, yeah, your mom is, you know, yeah. I was like, I know. I know, she yeah. is. No, yeah. You have a gun. But, um, mm-hmm. she would be on that plane in a Ooh, heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is no... <laughs> You'd go to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Over yeah. most... I can't really think of the what you would be missing at home that would make you whatever, be like... Whatever said no to. Right. Yeah. No. no, she would have been on that plane. So... Yeah. One of the things I... And, you know, this founded on nothing. It's just a revelation that came to me one night that I think about when I think about heaven is, you know, you get to think about that cloud thing. And, and my grandma had an experience after her father died and... She got to see him up singing and worshiping, and oh, music was a big goodness. part of it. But to me, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to go sing for all of eternity on a cloud. That sounds horrible. <laughs> that sounds miserable to me. But then when you start thinking about uh, inheriting the earth, and you know, that yeah. sort of thing, and you think about, oh, you know, maybe I can travel. Maybe I can see these. That's more yeah. appealing. You know, maybe there's things I can do. And writing music to me. That yeah. that thing I like a lot too because I like yeah. to create. You know, I'm uh-huh. always that sort of. I'm like, oh, I can please. Can I please be doing something? Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. um, not just sitting around. I think that's a really nice thought. Yeah, yeah, and not just sitting there thinking, oh, what are they doing today? Yeah. You know, <laughs> huh. oh, you shouldn't have done that. Oh, dummy. Yeah. Oh, what a dummy. <laughs> yeah, we won't be seeing him anytime soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I also like. I, I don't know. I also like the thought of time being very different there, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I like the thought of knowing that I'm going to be there and then my, you know, everybody's going to be there kind uh-huh. of instantly. Right. You know, I, I always yeah. like that thought rather than, Oh, I've never thought that. Ra- yeah. It's going to be 30 harder. years here. Isn't going to be. Yeah. It's going to feel longer it here. I think than there. <laughs> yeah. And we won't feel that separation. Yeah. Because time is so, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not that way either. Darcy. That yeah. one always really helps me yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. I've never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make your time here any faster, Katie. <laughs> no, it doesn't help my, my perspective. Mm-hmm. But I do think about the... Especially with, like, James. I think, you know, mm-hmm. just the, the stuff. He's still our little one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, because I think for you, it's, you know, because he'll mm-hmm. adjust. Kids are, you know, exactly. they're resilient. So 
he'll miss out on yeah. a lot, but he won't know, you know, yeah. and and you know, but oh, and I wanted nervous. to have good memories and not all oh, that sick man. I remember we couldn't do stuff because she <laughs> was sick. <laughs> no, I don't think that's what he'll remember. Yeah, but that does help to think that you won't be up there thinking what you're missing of James's life, yeah. you know. So you know, and, and um. Another blessing is the other grandmas that my grandkids have. You know, you have a whole different, I have a whole different view on that now to appreciate um, what they will be for my grandkids and be for my oh, yeah. kids, you know, sure. that support. And so that's a. Does it help you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Connie and Deb. Well, and I like you a lot. <laughs> Katie, uh, I have to say, when I, you know, we talked about I'm not a crier, and I really have cried very little through this, but there was finally one night, and I think I kind of had to make myself do it because I thought it was healthy, where I just, this sucks. I hate cancer. I don't want to go, you know? And the comforting thought, you know, and I'll think, oh, this grandchild needs me and this grandchild needs me and Tom needs me <laughs> mm-hmm. and the thought that came to me at that point was the relationship Katie has with them mm-hmm. you know she is so close with her nieces and nephews that I know they'll miss me but you know what and I don't mean this as a martyr but they're going to go on um, it's real comforting to know how close all of them are and they're going to go on and have good, good relationships, and it'll be fine. So you have to miss me a little bit now and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they'll figure that out. <laughs> Not um, my cooking. It's funny. My oldest grandchild, because my mom was such a good cook, and so that's some of their good memories, you know, are those good meals at grandma's. <laughs> and one time... Uh, Jeff, my oldest, said, Nana, one thing I could always count on is you'd have that variety pack of chips. <laughs> <laughs> the chips were the chips. <laughs> and recently, during one of my good weeks, I had that bag of chips, and it was either him or Nick. I can't remember. He said, oh, Nana's back. <laughs> <laughs> the chips. My mom and her siblings are that way. That's what they remember about their grandma's house is that they, she would always give them a Dr. Pepper and a Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> That's funny. That's the, the little things you hang on to. Yeah. 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 But that's good. Maybe it's better that it's something simple that you can <laughs> yeah. replicate. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I have, I, it's the weirdest thing, but grandma always had wild cherry Pepsi and she had swans man American cheese. Oh yeah. And so <laughs> I haven't for a while, but when I, you know, sometimes on her birthday or different times that, you know, it yeah. kind of will. You get like a pang where you miss her, and I'll go buy that expensive American cheese that, <laughs> yeah. like, that is, you know, like four dollars for right. eight slices yeah. and a wild cherry Pepsi. Yeah, oh, yeah. and that's always available for yeah. me. Yeah, those those multi pack yeah. bags of or chips, the, the chips yeah. they're always going to be yeah. there. So, <laughs> and every weird function that has those little chips, you're gonna walk by and right. pick one up and go. <laughs> and grandma, yeah, this is for you, Grandma. Uh-huh. Nana, yeah. yeah. Um. While we're laughing, it is funny the different things I think that we just laugh about. You know, I don't like. Um, I had some friends here on New Year's Eve, and we we're playing cards, and 
Uh, mom was not winning. <laughs> this is actually New Year's Day the next day. Very unusual. And uh, was winning. <laughs> and um, she turns to my friend Ethan and she goes, Don't you know I have cancer? <laughs> Ethan was like, Oh. He didn't really try to help me. Right. Yeah. You can tell. So, he was like, Baby so and Anthony. Oh. Sure. Yeah, Ethan's so sweet not, too. Yeah. He would have. Yeah. <laughs> picked if the right he target. Did, he was feeling real guilty. Yeah. <laughs> but there have yeah. been a lot of times that we laugh about stuff, and yeah. I'll pull that card every once in a while. You know that commercial they have on TV with, if your mother was diagnosed with cancer, you know, yeah. well, how would you want her to be treated? I always turn to Katie. I would let her win every game. <laughs> I'd bring her a soda right now. Oh, <laughs> so tell me. I have a, I have a Catholic um, question. <laughs> Catholic procedural question. Tell me about the rosary. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that because that's probably one of the other big things between our Protestant and Catholic faith. For a long time, I couldn't say parts of it because I felt like I was worshiping Mary. Oh, yeah. And I was praying to Mary to do this for me. And um, when I retired, it was so good that I finally had time to explore that because the rosary is so simple in that it's asking Mary to pray for us. Mm. You know, and who... To be an intercessor. To be an intercessor. And who... Who better than your mother, you know? (laughs) But the other thing I love about it is that there are four different sets of rosaries. And the first one focuses on um, Jesus, the Annunciation. That means when the angel proclaimed to Mary that she would have the Son of God. Mm -hmm. And then, and it goes through that process of that and then his birth and um, his childhood. So that's the first set of rosary. The second one, see if I can get this right without having to really stop and think about it. <laughs> second one then is his life. They're called the Luminary Mysteries, where his baptism, his proclamation of the kingdom, and um, establishment of the Eucharist. There's two others, but and then it goes into his death mm-hmm. and um, how you know that that time in his resurrection and then the final set is the resurrection and how we believe Mary then was crowned the queen of heaven so it's not it's not worshiping Mary it is not that she is going to bring about these things but that she is our intercessor mm-hmm. and that it focuses on the life of Jesus I, I love that yeah it walks you through the whole thing right so do they do, you do a service, is, there's a prayer service typically. Oh, you mean a rosary? Well, oh, no, 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 oh. I know, I meant the oh, okay. I meant oh. just in general. But yeah, there, okay. is right. a, there is a, like of the, the, the viewing, the visitation that mm-hmm. night. Yeah, is there, there's a prayer service that ties in with yes, that and too, then right? Yes, you have a rosary usually, okay. yes. Usually, now some families choose not to, it's not like you have to, it used to always, it was called the wake, mm-hmm. and they would always pray the rosary. And then one of the neat things about it is too that they have a storytelling time if the family wants, you know, where they do share. You, do you say the one that is so the there's like certain days of the week. So like Wednesday would be the joyful mysteries or whatever. Right, right. Mm. So does that is that how it works for a wake or do you say the sorrowful? Katie, do you that's know? That's a good question, Katie. 
I'm not sure if they go by what day of the week it is or if there's always a certain one they do for good question. We'll have to ask Father that. Okay. Are my Catholic friends out there? <laughs> <laughs> Shout it out at home. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that, yeah, so like if you were going to say a rosary on Tuesday. Oh, that's sorrowful. Sorrowful, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the how they, they, always they have each Tuesday. day as mm-hmm. assigned to one of the four. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but yeah, and not like it would matter. You know, right. if you no. personally wanted to say you said the wrong one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to say two because you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That is part of you do want to have a rosary, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's been hard for me, and I know that that's probably for you. It seems like it's something that. Maybe has helped. That you. was right after the storeroom, right? So it was like immediately she was like she has a binder. Yeah, that funeral like it's we know who is feet. doing what at what time. And I say now, kids, and Tom, you can do whatever you want to. But, but here is a three binder of detailed of notes. I would like that I've oh, spoken that to yeah. with the yeah. funeral home and the church. <laughs> like there is no, which is great. I a hundred percent am glad because. Especially at during that time, I'm. We're not going to want to have to worry about that. We're going to want to have everything. My family is all funeral planners. Like we're all. We're very much. The hymns are picked. The verses are picked. (laughs) Like everybody knows. Yeah. 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 We're we're very detailed instruction Mm -hmm. givers in that way too. My grandma, (laughs) my grandma Sharon used to take us. In Oxford, they bought, I don't know if they got a discount, they bought a big plot in the, in the cemetery in Oxford. <laughs> and she would take us and she would go, okay, here's where Grandpa Cork's going to be. Here's where I'm going to be. Here's where your dad's going to be. Here's where your mom's going to be. Here's where Taylor's going to be. That's my brother. Here's where Taylor's oh. wife is going to be. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, excuse me. Yeah. Where is Darcy going to be? Well, you're going to be with your husband's family. And I'm little. Family, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm like six. I'm like, where am I going to be? And she's like, with your husband's family. And I'm like, I don't know about this. Everyone I know is here. <laughs> it's horrifying. Oh, Sorry, there's no Really room for traumatic. You. <laughs> and I... I don't know why, but she did that several times to us, showed us the plot, <laughs> the family plot. We saw it a lot. I don't know what kind of field trips these were, but, you know, it's, was, I was too young. That, that is interesting. That is, we have not done that. Like, well, I do I have gone through. I mean, I know where I will be buried. I wanted to know. I wanted, yeah. actually would like to go up to the cemetery and look at it one more time. That doesn't yeah. bother me. Of course. Yeah. So. It depends on the day for me. Sometimes yeah. it's fine, and then sometimes I'm like, I'm gonna go sit in the kitchen. You know, yeah, I have <laughs> those moments where it'll affect me different than I think. But yeah. yeah. Well, and I don't think, for me, I don't drive by the Eddyville Cemetery a lot, which is where my dad's parents are. Mm-hmm. My mom's parents are in the Miller Cemetery, and I do drive by on my way to my brother's house. And I sometimes will kind of blow a kiss or think about Grandma and Poppy as I drive by. Mm-hmm. But to me, I you know. I don't think to be close to them that I have to be there. I don't right. feel like that's not where yeah. they are, you yeah, know? Right. So Yeah, I feel that way about cemeteries, too. I don't have any particular... Like, I don't anticipate... And maybe I'd, I have no idea. I, if this has taught me anything, it's that I have no idea how anything is going to affect me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right now, I would say I do not anticipate, like, going and sitting at your, you know, gravestone and just feeling like that's how I'm close to you. Yeah. Um 
Well, it's, yeah, it's but just not there even are a part of your life. It's just such yeah. a short moment that you see them that's there. Right. I don't know. But there yeah, are some, you know, or maybe it's more just like a TV thing to really like mm-hmm. depict it. But that yeah. it does seem like there are. Yeah. That is sometimes. At the same time, though, I'm like, I don't want cremated and spread. I want a monument people can go to. Like, right. me personally, I'm like, I want a place to be, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know yeah. what that's about either. Not with your family. <laughs> Not with my family. All by myself. Just them all around. You can yeah. ask her. <laughs> Just buy the plot next door. Yeah. <laughs> buy it myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to a lot of funerals? You know, growing up, I never. I was always the one watching the kids. Mm. I remember one of the. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but there was someone, and I was way too old. And I was like, you know, this is the first funeral I've actually gone to. Because mm. I always went, but I always yes. was watching kids. Or I sang. Yeah. I never actually sat at a funeral. Yeah. yeah. Um, Until Grandma and Pop, or your Grandma Cunningham's? No, you were No, I, I was at my Grandma Cunningham's. I don't remember it, yeah, though. Yeah, I would have been too. too. Right. Um, no, I just, like, my a lot of my great aunts and uncles died. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I remember... Like Daryl Bachman's for some mm-hmm. reason stands out to me just because he was probably was so one sudden. of the few right. your age that died. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really, maybe Aunt Doris's. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, the first funeral I actually struggled with was Grandma's for sure. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I think, and it could just be that they didn't affect me. Yeah. Because, like I said, I'm, mm-hmm. what is it? Emotionally fortified. Yeah, fortified. You got fortified. Yeah, <laughs> dead inside. Yeah. I w- I've probably been to more funerals than weddings, honestly. Well, I had. I mean, really? I had six great grandparents alive oh, when I was wow. born. So I, yeah. Wow. You know, I still yeah. have three grandparents alive. So that's great. But um, yeah, and I we just went to a lot. Ross Ross's dad is an estate attorney, <laughs> so uh-huh. they, you know, they go to a funeral for every client. Like think about being a tax oh, accountant, wow. and you go to every client's funeral. You know, right. I mean. And so Ross goes, and Ross for his clients goes to every funeral. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's just mm-hmm. what they do. They, Thing of it's part of their business. Yeah, I mean, which is good. I think that that stuff adds up more than you thought. I think mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it counts. It, you feel oh, yeah. it, right? Like when Grandma died, and I just keep going back to that. Remember how many Swansmen? Came to that <laughs> <Yeah>. funeral. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. We're like, here's another one. You he know, walks in the grandkids. It's the swan. <laughs> yeah, and then That's I think so it was funny. three, wasn't it? Three swans. <laughs> no, but there. I know there was more than one because we're like, it's another one. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I do. It, I think that it was the one that had retired before, yeah. and the current one, and then there was one that was the sub or something. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I think that's something really great about and unique about where we live too. The communities are so yes. small and close. The funerals tend to be yep. very large. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. I mean. They really do. It's mm-hmm. it's you get a get a good turnout. Yeah, <laughs> um, which is I think comforting to you, the fa- yeah. I you know to the family certainly in mm-hmm. my experience has been. But um, I don't know what. Well, I guess a couple <sighs> things I, w- I would add maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, I think so many times when we have friends or family going through uh, a bad situation, whether it's cancer or whatever, we think, what can we do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I guess um, a couple of things that 
my family's done that just um and there again it's probably the teacher in me that has really appreciated this but a, about a year ago in november it was a really tough time really tough time and every time there's been that choice of do you do chemo or what do you do you know they've really had to push me sometimes as mm -hmm. you can do another round you know and last november they each wrote on a piece of paper an encouraging statement whether it was just love you nana you got this nana or a scripture and then they put it into one of those chain links you know like you do for christmas or whatever oh, to yeah. take off the days uh -huh. and every morning i got to take one of those off and read it Aww. and that was just really encouraging and, and and they're still put together katie put them together now in like sheets that are hanging i saw them on the fridge by my bed and yeah. there's one Is on the fridge one? Yeah. and there's, there's one in the hallway the yeah and those that's just been a neat concrete thing you know that they did that really and then last february and i had actually forgotten about this and uh our birthdays are in February, Tom and mine, and they each recorded them reading a devotion for or some oh, or that's scripture nice. or something for me. And so now I've been going back, and I I won't know whose it is because it's just by the day, and get to go in and listen to them read, you know, a devotion to me. That's just been such a special thing. Oh, that's really nice. So and kind of like Katie said too. Um, I don't think people who have a sickness mean to be overly selfish with this, but short visits are good. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes people think, oh, I want to take a meal in. We want to spend two, three hours. Oh, yeah. And there are just times you just, you can't handle that, you know. And just so to keep that in mind, it doesn't take a lot of time. Like Katie said, 20 minutes to an hour sometimes tops, depending on how the week's going. Um is enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm healthy and I don't want people in my house that long. Well, <laughs> you, know? you know, and and you do feel kind of selfish. You don't want to say, yeah, please do come visit, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel selfish even saying that now, but just mm -hmm. to keep that in mind, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a long visit. And wow, the food has been tremendous. <laughs> oh, wow. People have been so generous. And not that we don't have like to have meals with our our frame, family and friends too. That's been really good, but it's not That's, necessary. That's I think one of the biggest blessings that for me is finding the relationships that you know you can really count on. Oh, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. um, she has some friends, there's so family many. members, there's people. Mm -hmm. I have some friends that. No matter what, I know I can, you know, it's like even little things. Like there's been a time that I, I was like, oh, I don't want to go back to the pharmacy. And, like, mm. and yeah. just like, who can I? And I'm like, oh, I'll ask Ashley. She'll do it. Yeah. And, you know, and and as long as it's something that if she's in town, you know, there are some people that, you know, they'll just do it. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. they'll do what they can to help you. Or take me to my appointment. Sit yeah. at me with my appointments or come here Tom when Katie i know that i'm gonna, gonna be, be gone and yeah they just feel better if they know if it's a week where i'm and i used to have to kind of arrange that and say oh i've got this set up oh yeah oh they're already coming shoot you know yeah. <laughs> pretend yeah that has been the best this last month or two she's done that on her own which and 
And honestly, I think that you've been doing so well that I haven't been as worried about it. I yeah. felt like you're probably going to be fine. And well, then, and selfishly, too, I kind of see it as an opportunity. I'm going, ooh, I haven't visited with this person for a long time. I wonder if they'd come yeah. sit with me tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I think um, people were probably relieved to be asked, too. Yeah, you know? well, and they have sure responded that way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, oh, this is something concrete that, that I, again, I can yeah, do. Right. What you can know? I do? Yeah. I think that, too. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you do, you want to be like, to feel like you can do something to help. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. f- for me, I feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes the harder times for me, like when last uh, spring, when it wasn't officially, it didn't feel like remission, but it was kind of, you know, and then I think it did become remission for the summer. Um, that was like one of the hardest weeks for some reason, because I think a lot of it was, in that appointment, somehow it came up that he said something about this many months, and then we said, "Oh, until," and and he didn't say no. You know, yeah, it was mm-hmm. so it was yeah, kind of hold on every yeah. little, you know. So I think that just stuck with me that I was like, "Great, we're walking out of here happy that she gets to enjoy her summer, but mm-hmm. maybe this fall it's a different, you know." And mm-hmm. but then also it's just that you know when we leave there and we have like this is what we're gonna do, this is the steps we're gonna take. And there's things I have to do. Like, I have to get her to the appointments. I have to keep her eating. I have to make sure that, you know, she has the medicines that she needs. Then it's a distraction. Yeah. And when it's just this, like, just enjoy your life, you know, like, what? You know, I can't. I can't. It's a little too unknown, not a... Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, we're kind of veering away... I feel like back to the fear aspect. Mm -hmm. I just think that's amazing. And I know you're my mom and everyone thinks their mom is amazing. But to really not have fear of dying. I don't know, because I think I feel pretty close to God most of the time. And I don't know. The thought of dying freaks me out a little bit. Scared to so, death, of yeah. It, obviously, yeah. And I and I see that you really don't. And you try to self correct, but right. But it's, mm-hmm. I've yeah. I've seen you at your raw, true, you know, and it's not there. The fear is not there. Do you think that you've always? I mean, do you think that's just your faith? Do you think where do you think that comes from? I think it probably does. I think it's been a journey. I think I heard you say that it's not something that happened overnight. Which, when we're talking about faith, that's probably the biggest lesson I learned. It's not like, oh, okay, I have eternal life. All is well. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your faith doesn't just not, switch on and then yeah, you're good to go. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And, that you know, it is a process. It's a continuous journey and choosing. But I also have wondered a lot about how much my ancestors did pray and maybe they're still praying hmm. for me. Because I can't explain it? it either. You know, how can I hmm. how can I feel such peace? And um, I really think of my grandma, Jeffrey, grandma mate. She was just such a, she was a widow from the time she was very young and a real woman of prayer and scripture study. And one of my most comforting things. Did your grandma do that? Yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you patch your hand. I uh-huh. need to start doing it with my grandkids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember that. Just, you know, I, I don't know. I'm very thankful for it. I have a wonderful circle of 
Christian friends that are there in the middle of the night with a text or, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes you feel like Katie and I have gotten to a point where we really can be quite blunt and I can tell her, which there are times you're thinking, that's my daughter. I don't want to make her hurt more, yeah. but um, that's been a real blessing. But there are still times you think, I don't think Tom or Katie or Pete or Amy need to know this is what I'm feeling right now, you know, mm-hmm. and and to know that there's there's that group out there that I can this is what I'm feeling and and even though I know it's not easy for them too, but um there's just a little more freedom I guess to have that. And and the prayers from people have just been unreal too. Yeah. Yeah, there is something all this time together. Because there's times I feel like I, I, I kind of have to like preface it, but I know I don't, or I'm like, this is I don't want to appear really, insensitive, yeah, but, but you know, like I just, <laughs> after this last appointment, I, you know, the weird things that stick in your mind, I started thinking, and I think maybe it was with Mert's funeral too, I started thinking, what am I going to wear? Because mm-hmm. the last thing I'm going to want to do during that time is go shopping. No. You know, I'm not... Yeah. And you just can't in Carney anymore. So I started mm. thinking, you know... So how morose is that that I'm then Googling, you know, online shopping for something that... For mother's funeral. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just... just and I still haven't of, ordered it. a daughter of the deceased category <laughs> right, of yeah. this. <laughs> like mother of the bride. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but it is like that. I remember when grandma died that I had to go do that. Yeah. And I don't want to do that with, right. you know, because I don't know how I'm going to be, what kind of state I'm going to be in. And I also don't want to look back and think, because you hang on to weird things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, sure. I had that ugly cardigan, you know, like, sure. I don't want to think about that. Yeah. So got my dress. I was like, you know what you're going to wear? <laughs> I do. Yeah. And I don't know if I Which was hard to think about, that, too. But, but we were able to, yep, okay. Check that off that the done. list. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got <Yeah>. Tom's. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the thought of two years ago thinking, like, what are you going to wear to your mom's funeral? <laughs> I have no idea because about? when I'm 57, mm-hmm. I'll be wearing, you know, basically windbreaker sweatsuits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's that folder with plans for the funeral? <laughs> yeah, you should have picked out the dress. <laughs> exactly. I did show her, but that's the thing. It feels... It, that's a, it feels cruel. Like, I can't mm-hmm. imagine saying, yeah, Darcy, you know, you have cancer, but what do you think? Is this what I should wear to your funeral? <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, I sure. can't yeah. imagine, like, that kind of... <laughs> Absolutely. Let, let's focus on me about this, though, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But on the same time, I don't know. I think that's kind of a gift that... Yeah, we can do that. I can... Once I do order it, I think that I can show her one time and then I can put it away and yep. hide it and it'll just be in the back of my closet and never yep. think of it again. And, but then I can pull it out and know, you know, mom liked this or yeah. I showed mom this or, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you don't a, like it, you should tell her. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's not my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it's the conversations that we have sometimes like, is this really where we are? <laughs> but, you know, I'd like being able to do that. And I like being able to do that with not just my closest family, but I'd rather people 
talk about it than to feel like they have to avoid the subject. My therapist, Nancy, <laughs> says oh, that's mm-hmm. that's um, a thing to do with anxiety. I mean, a, a really good way to tackle anxiety duh, is to do everything you can within the preparation that you can imagine, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever you can do to f- feel like you've covered every angle you can see, mm-hmm. and then you let go, and then everything yeah. else is chance right. and out of your control anyway. Yeah. Um, and that's something I do. We talked about being list makers and our mm-hmm. notes and yes. things, and I, I always find that really, really helpful mm-hmm. to, to really surround it with preparation as much right. as I can. So I could see that then being you can a... Drop it. Yeah, yeah, I could see that being yeah. a real gift, honestly, yeah. that, that time to plan that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this feels hard to talk about, and this is something we've never discussed. What do you think about dad? And how it will be for him? With that, and, um, you know, and With him moving, yeah. Um, I touched a little bit upon how independent he has become. And it's so good to see that because five years ago I would have thought this man will never make it without me, you know. <laughs> um, but just even the logistics of he is completely in charge of his health. You know, I hear wives talk about, boy, how many notes do you have to take to take care of Tom's medicine? I'm going, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. so self-sufficient in that. He has a good circle of friends at Tubbs Pub. It's just <laughs> that's a real gift for him that every morning he can be with those guys and play cards and um and the kids and the grandkids he he lives to watch those grandkids and so i you know i don't like to think of not being with him and just like we were with some friends this weekend that just bought an rv a little one they can drive everywhere and tom and i kind of oh wouldn't that have been Mm, fun yeah you know and like he said you can't and i said but we can't do that you know we've had wonderful trips and he said, absolutely, this is no time to be feeling jealous, you know, and he talked about we have had so many good times. The thought of him remarrying is probably the hardest thought, and yet the thought of him being alone <laughs> is very hard, too. So I guess I just have to give that to Jesus. Um, we've talked about will we be married in heaven? And um, I think we will. My belief right now is that, but it'll be such a different concept of that what that relationship is. But I do believe we'll recognize each other as husband and wife. And, and there again, we've talked about the time element. And so maybe, so I guess I would say he has my blessing if he finds, <laughs> even though it's not, We've joked a little bit, of course, about uh, you find that perfect woman. He goes, I'm not in the market. But, of course, I didn't mind hearing that. Yeah. But we, we will have been married 48 years this December. So that's a long time. Yeah. But we've had a lot, a lot of good times. So. Yeah, I think I can, I can wrap my head around a little bit in the right setting you being gone now I, I still hate it but no one else could come here though <laughs> like, no have to move she's gonna place. have to build a tiny house 
across the street. Yeah. You know, See, dad, <laughs> once in a while where you wouldn't have to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, he's got a really strong family, too. He's got sisters and brothers that are very close, and I can see that only growing more, you know, that relationship. And One sister has been a widow for since 89, and so she knows what it's like, and, you know, she's very available for all of us. And now his other sister just became a widow, like I said, our brother-in-law, Mert. So... So they'll have each other, and so. Um, so we've talked about what's hard and your lack of fear, kind of. Mm -hmm. Dad. What is it? that you would like, let's talk about the grandkids specifically, the grandkids to know about you. I mean, what is it that you want to make sure when they listen to this 10 years from now? That's a good question, Darcy. That is a good question. Um, I think they'll never understand how much I love them until they're grandparents themselves. Yeah. But that's just like being a parent. You just, you don't realize that until you're in that situation. And I'm very thankful for the good memories we have that even at age 17, 15, 13, <laughs> they come to Nana camp. You know, we've yeah. had so many good experiences with that. And I'm just so, I guess I'd want them to know how much I appreciate their respect of me. I, and I guess that and the love goes hand in hand. But I truly feel if I ask those kids to do something, what time do you want it done, Nana? You know, yeah. and, I mean, just the, just like we go to the care home still and perform. And at that age, they will still do that yeah. for Nana, you know. <laughs> those are good kids. They're good kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, their folks have done great. And, and I guess number one, of course, I keep telling them it's a crazy world out there and you're going to hear crazy philosophies and... You have to remember Jesus is, I, I lean on John fourteen six. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I really want them to hold on to that truth, you know, um, that he is the way. And so my love of them and love of their papa and their parents and what good parents they have and Aunt Katie and so... Those probably would be the main thing. And Tom, early on, said at, at family prayer time, or I mean, it was at a meal. He's, I don't remember how he worded it, but I hold on to this, and I would like us to pray that more consistently. And that is that, you know, we have unknowns, and we don't know the timing of all this, but that no matter what, it brings us closer together and doesn't cause divisions. Yeah. And I want that in my kids and in my grandkids and that they can always rely on each other and their papa and that that relationship how important it is and to always have that to build on it so thanks for asking that i remember when uh ty 
Ty's dad died. I have a friend, you know, my friend Ty. Um, and he battled cancer. And so when we went to the funeral, I just remember always being struck how many people would say he was so positive. Everything. And I just thought, you know, like, wow, what a legacy to feel like that one word. I mean, it was constant. Every person mm-hmm. that came mm-hmm. in talked about how positive he was all the time. Mm-hmm. And, th- and I remember thinking, like, what would the word be mm-hmm. that people would say about me if I mm-hmm. died? So what do you think... What do you think oh. your word is, or what do you think you would want it to be? Wow, well, that's a big question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't get, I didn't tell you this in advance, so you don't want to know. I guess the desire would be um, believer. And I feel like it is the grandparents and the parents' responsibility to. What are they, how they word that? Leave a legacy of faith. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess faithful would be <laughs> something I would desire that they would see that. I think I need to work on hope sometimes. I think sometimes it's uh, all dependent upon how I'm feeling physically. That. The hope is usually there, but when I'm feeling bad, it's not hard to get into that. I love you all, but you know what? This is enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're done. Mm-hmm. Heaven is good. Yeah. And uh, so, but I know how much hope affects, you know, that longevity too. So I want to be. I have a group of friends. This is the ones that I can text in the middle of the night and we started calling ourselves the hopeful quad <laughs> and uh that a girlfriend text chain is the best thing in the world yeah, isn't it yeah, <laughs> it really they is really are. and they're not the only ones of course we've got lots and lots of good friends can do that with but so i don't know <laughs> so faithful faithful i guess yeah i think that people Honestly, realistically, a lot of people see that in you. I hope so. Are strong. I think that you're stronger than you. There again, the the gift of cancer. People have been so complimentary. Like I say, (laughs) I listen to Katie, and I'm going, "Wow, I'm glad she's interviewing me. (laughs) She thinks I'm okay." (laughs) But um, you know, how many people get to to have praises? Right, you know, instead of, I, I use that, and I had a friend look at me like, "Ooh, that's a little different thinking." But another special thing the family did was a year ago I went into remission, and we were just elated. And what better thing for a music teacher to experience then would be your own personalized talent show (laughs) and a lot of you that will be listening know that but they had an evening where the grandkids sang my friends sang my kids sang and did different things and uh i said to one of my friends i felt like i just went to my funeral i didn't have to (laughs) lay in a coffin to do it and my friend looked at me like 
Oh. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> That's a little different thinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was kind of the opposite of what they were going for. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why that... feel like, you know, wow, you know, what an evening to have everybody there. Yeah. Feeling lifting you up, yeah. and you were still alive and kicking. Yeah, you, <laughs> you don't know? get to be celebrated like exactly. that very often yeah. in life. Yeah, yeah. and I don't know why that was hard gift. for some reason. To it felt like it took a lot of nerve hmm. on my part. I don't know, <laughs> and I think like Pete and Amy went along with it, but. Pete, at the end, he's like, well, I guess you were right. It was a good idea. He said something about it. He's like, he's like, good job deciding to do this. And I was like, Wait, you didn't tell me that the whole time you were thinking, like, I don't know what she's thinking. You know? like, yeah, we'll do it at my building, but fine. I don't know. Yeah. You know? Honestly, you know, there's a part of you who thinks, oh, do people think we're just totally self <clears throat> That's what I think it felt. I felt like I was like, you know, cut, you know yeah. yeah. But I don't think, if people felt that way, they wouldn't have come. Yeah. So... No, it was great. Are we having one in October this year? <laughs> yeah. yeah, go ahead and slap that together. Yeah. Yep. We know how to do it now. It's easy. No. Been there, done that. That was just... Was <laughs> Been there, done that. No more parties. Been there, done that. Ugh, that was so last year. Yeah. Been to one, you've been to a million. This will be hard to talk about, too, but I guess... I think another thing that I've I've always had this kind of looming over me for some reason, and I think that was part of the reason I moved home. My mom's dad and aunt, or yes, and aunt, both had Alzheimer's. Um, so in my mind, that's what's coming. You know, that's what mm-hmm. was going to come. And it's what's coming for me. And, you know, and so cancer was like this, out of left field but I think I think for you it's easier for you to look at it as a blessing that you do have your your mental capacity very much so and then and I think most of the time I feel that way selfishly sometimes I think okay but what if it meant like 10 more years of (laughs) some good times yeah you know Mm -hmm. but I think that yeah when I actually think about it and you know really think about it you are still here a hundred percent of the time even when you're tired even when you have no energy no i don't want to eat that yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes i took my pills (laughs) you got because you have had your moments you know with the with the medicine yeah where it made you yeah where Where she was yeah Mm-hmm. And it was scary, and mm-hmm. it it you know it shakes you more than you would think. So, in that way, you know, when you say cancer was a blessing, sometimes I can't say that, but yeah, there are some aspects of it well, that and, make it easier, and. That is the thing, too, that, um, you know, people will think, oh, what a horrible thing, you know, whatever we're going through, whether it's cancer or Alzheimer's or rheumatoid arthritis or chronic back pain, um, how can a good God do that, you know? And um, 
I'm thankful that I don't feel that way, and it's hard to know how to respond to people because you don't want to come across as this pious, look at me, you know, I've got it together. I don't have resentment or... Um, but yet you want to put that reality out there that these bodies are not meant to last forever. And we don't choose, most normally, how it's going to deteriorate. And I also hold on to a quote by Matthew Kelly, that um, not only are we to accept God's will, because that's such a common thought with people, is how would a good God allow these bad things to happen. But that not only are we asked to accept them, but to embrace them with awe. And not that that's easy to do, but as a mystery of life. And I, I've kind of jokingly said, too, I'm sure glad I like variety and mystery, and I do. <laughs> I like that you don't know for sure what the next day is going to bring, because that's the way it is, you yeah. know. Especially with cancer, I'll think I'm doing good, and then the next day, eh, you know, <laughs> not a good one. Um, as with what many people have to go through. But I don't know if I'm on the right train of thought. That happens once in a while. It's my yeah. chemo. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like this had ever happened before the chemo. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> that kind of yep. feeds into the so the lyrics to this song that we recorded. Um, okay, we only did the second verse, so... It, um, just because I don't know if you really need to listen to me sing a four-minute song. <laughs> it's just right what you did, but it's it is it's it's a little bit more fitting. But it kind of just talks about I feel like being ready to go and letting and go. that your body isn't gonna last forever, right? Um, and that even if I don't know that. That it's it says something about it still leaving me and saying goodbye and yeah, so that's hard to think yeah. about. But I always think of is it Reba McIntyre, which I'm not a country western. Oh no, I know what, you, what you're thinking of. How can I help you say goodbye? Yeah. Is that her song? It's not. It's, that comes to me a lot, and even though I don't like the song, Tucker? and I don't I like know. her, <laughs> I know the song though. Yeah, but there is a lot of. Um, like we've talked about Amy being so tender hearted and. She cries quite a bit, which is probably healthy. <laughs> but um, it's Patty Loveless. She's the one who did that? Uh-huh. Oh, really? Okay. I remember you listened to it a lot when it first started. Yeah. That was a song. It was too hard for me. When I first know. started feeling like, eh, something's not quite right, before I went to the doctor and got the prognosis, that song came to me in... There was another one. What was the... Oh, if I get there before you do. Uh-huh. Or if you get there before I do. Uh-huh. I can't remember. Those two songs came to me in the middle of the night, and I honestly thought, are you sending me a message, God? You know, mm-hmm. And I kind of felt like he was, like, this isn't just a minor thing we're dealing with here, you know? Yeah, you don't just think of Patty Loveless songs out of the blue, that, typically. Yeah. <laughs> Especially not, yeah. yeah. But. So you just want to make it easy for, I don't know how you can do that with your loved ones. Because um, it hurts to be separated, but just to know hey, I'm 66, you know, I go to the cancer center and I see kids and I see teenagers and young moms and you know, so little to regret and to 
experienced wonderful, wonderful things in life. So, do you have any other questions? I don't know. I don't think I do. I kind of feel like our typical questions don't really work in this <laughs> setting. <laughs> the wrap up sort of thing, you know. Yeah. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, how are you, Katie? Yeah, <laughs> what do you think is the um when you think about life without your mom, what what feels like the hardest thing to you? I don't know. Um, all of it. <laughs> yeah. My grandma Sharon, I don't know. My grandma Sharon, when she lost her mom, her mom was 93. So my grandma was in her 70s. And she said, you know, it, this is, that was maybe 10, almost 10 years ago now. And there's still days, you know, she's like, it's still your mom. You know, you yeah. still want to call yeah. your mom. You That's know? why I feel like in the little things, it seems yeah. impossible that, yeah. you know, that when I'm frustrated about something, yeah. you talk to your mom. You know, when you're happy about something, when you're proud of something, you talk to your mom. You know, mm -hmm. that's the person. A hundred percent. For everything. Um, and I think maybe that's harder than thinking about the big things because it does you know I feel like I'm 36 so maybe I will never have kids but that used to be hard for me to think about that she would never she wouldn't get to see that if I did um, but that doesn't bother me as much anymore those kind of things I guess I don't know but it's it still sounds terrible, but, um, yeah, just the, the support that she provides, even now, you know, the, um, constant, unconditional, she's my mom, there's, you know, I know that she loves me no matter what, I know that if I need something, she will give it to me if it's within her power, and... And I feel that with my dad, I do, but it's a, it's a different relationship. Um, so, <sighs> she and every I don't know. You always feel. I've always felt very close to my mom, but especially in this last year and a half, she truly is my best friend, and. I don't know what life looks like without it. So I have good friends and good families. And I know, you know, I still have that inside where I know I'll be okay. I know I will be. But it doesn't mean that I want to. Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to be able to talk about things and vent to you about things or, you know, um, I feel like there's just an understanding there where, you know, it's easier. 
So. Are you a person who would find comfort talking to her after she's gone, or does that not feel like you? I don't know. Um, because I feel like I've never experienced I've never experienced anything like this, and I probably never will. You know, yeah. I think you got one mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think maybe because I think there's sometimes even with grandma that I've thought. Maybe I don't say it out loud. Or maybe in the beginning I did. I don't remember. But where I've thought, you know, like, Grandma would like this, or what do you think about this, Grandma? You know, like, kind of that like, kind of thought process. So I think I could maybe see myself doing that. I also think I would feel like I was a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> One of my best friends talks to her mom and dad all the time. Mm. Patty, your godmother. Mm. Um, you know, that's just part of her. We need to talk to her about that. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. Well. Anyways, I don't know. I don't think I have any other questions. Do you? Anything for you that feels left unsaid? Well, I just... I really feel honored that you would let me do this because there again, as you think about what would be, what would I want my grandkids to know? What would I want my kids to know? What do I want to say? Do I want to write them one last letter? Do I, you know, and I feel like you've given me the opportunity maybe to say to all my kids, my grandkids, Tom and friends and family, what's deepest in my heart. And so I really appreciate that. And there again, just to uh, say we know we're not alone in going through a difficult journey and just praying and hoping that more people get opportunities to be able to express their wishes and what's in their hearts. And So thank you. It's been... You're welcome. Opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, with that, I think Katie's going to sing. <laughs> okay. Oh.